0: new lawyer or you're new to practicing solo. You've got your game plan. Now what? First, know that you're not alone. It's the fastest growing segment of the legal profession. Welcome to New Solo, here on the Legal Talk Network, where you'll learn a lot about practicing law solo.
1: Thanks for tuning in to our program today. Before we get started, we want to let you know about something extraordinary happening in the legal industry. Right now, hundreds of independent attorneys just like yourself are working to bring a very special product to market. These attorneys are part of a development program at LexisNexis, and they are working under NDA on a brand new application that will change the way you run your practice. This solution, LexisNexis Firm Manager is a web-based highly secure application operating in SAS 70 type 2 attested data centers if you are interested in test driving LexisNexis Firm Manager at no charge or to learn more visit www.myfirmmanager.com/ltn
2: Welcome to New Solo on the Legal Talk Network. We're glad you listened today to our podcast. I'm attorney Kyle Gelcher. I'm a solo practitioner out of Springfield, Mass. I practice a variety of legal areas, including civil litigation, business law, entertainment law, intellectual property, and consumer law. On New Solo, we're going to talk about all the things you may not have learned in law school if you're a young lawyer and... Uh, the things you may be facing if you've left a larger firm now starting out on your own or with colleagues in a smaller firm. Today's show, we're going to focus on transitioning from law student to lawyer. We'll take a look at highlighting jobs and networking beyond the resume and your your great uncle's advice. Joining me today is my guest, Attorney Ursula Fury Perry. She's a professor from the Massachusetts School of Law. Welcome to New Solo, Ursula.
3: Thank you for having me, Kyle.
2: Um, let's start out with why is transitioning into law practice one of the most difficult transitions a law student's ever going to face?
3: Sure. There are a lot of different reasons for this, for, for making the first year potentially the most difficult for students and for new lawyers. Uh, first of all, you know, in law school, you have a lot of flexibility. And now you're making that switch to billing many hours at an intense position That is both a lifestyle change that I think some students may overestimate as to how much their life will change and how much they need to restructure their life around that job. And obviously, of course, it's also a professional change. And so you you might be surprised at how hard uh, you'll have to work as a new lawyer, I think. And you might underestimate the difficulty of all of that. And of course, part of the difficulty is that the classroom doesn't always prepare students for the practice of law. You know, you're coming out with very few actual practical experiences and you're coming from a more theoretical background into a more practical background. So that becomes uh, a difficulty in terms of the transition. And of course, uh, some people don't understand the way that the practice of law works, the fact that it's a business and uh, that can also make things harder.
2: Well, what can new lawyers do to make that transition easier on themselves?
3: First of all, definitely research. Before you even apply for positions, research those positions, research the practice areas, research the uh, environments into which in which you're interested. Uh, definitely get some practical experience, whether you're doing a clinical program at your law school as a student or shortly after you graduate doing some internships or some clerkships. Uh, also, you know, you've got to learn a brand new way of structuring your life. Um, anything from time management skills to organizational skills to developing business skills, those all become important to hone. And finally, once you do get hired, you've got to make sure that you master the environment of your own firm, that you understand how things work, that you understand the hierarchies that are in place, that you understand the business of the firm and what it is that you provide your clients with. As soon as you walk in the door, maybe even before, you've got to be ready to, uh, to make sure that you understand all of these things.
2: Because the practice of law is so new uh, for some young lawyers, what are some examples of unrealistic expectations that new lawyers have uh, that may hinder their progress uh, in transition?
3: Absolutely. I think, uh, number one, we hear a lot about Hollywood telling us what the starting salary of a new lawyer should be, and oftentimes that's not realistic. And we also hear a lot about the actual salaries um, from, say, bigger firms, larger firms being advertised as opposed to more realistic salaries for people who are working at smaller firms. And in in reality, you know, only about 10% or so of new law graduates will get those kinds of positions where you're making the six figures plus that are advertised that seem to be all over the place, essentially. So that's an unrealistic expectation if you think that you're going to come right out and uh, in terms of salary and in terms of prestige and in terms of all of that, that you'll have all that. Also, I think simply students are often surprised at how hard they have to work. I mentioned this uh, just a, a second ago. And also, they're surprised about how much feedback they can realistically um, experience and get from their superiors. You know, attorneys are busy. Partners are even busier. And so if you're thinking that you're going to be trained on the job, that your hands will be held, that you're going to get a good job for when you do a good job every single day and every single time, that's a mistake, and that's an unrealistic expectation. And then finally, I think some students may underestimate the difficulties that come with essentially taking responsibility for clients' legal issues. And this is uh, goes into a professionalism perspective, an ethics perspective, again, a work ethic perspective. So making sure that you understand what's expected of you as a new associate, which we're going to touch upon in just a little bit, um, that's essential to me in coming out of law school.
2: You mentioned uh, there may not be the, the hand-holding, if you mm-hmm. will, through, through, through cases or through their career. Well, where can new lawyers find mentors, and, and how can they establish that long-term mentoring relationship?
3: Yeah, that's a, that's a great topic for for young lawyers. Um, and really, I think, first of all, you have to understand that you can have more than one mentor. I think mean, one mistake is coming out and sort of um, looking to the same person for every single question rather than uh, branching out and networking with other people who are mentors or potential mentors. So, for example, you might have a more experienced colleague at your firm who can help you with, uh, fill you in on um, organizational culture or history or politics. And, you know, a third-year associate at another firm, for for example, uh, might give you the time to give you advice on things like time management and organizational skills, Um, whereas a more senior associate or a partner at your firm can answer your questions about uh, substantive tasks and projects. And so, look to different people and uh, for mentoring. And in terms of finding mentors, they are out there. You can go to the organization's such as your state bar association, your local bar association, your specialty bars, and the like, to find mentors. You can go to CLE events where you can meet more senior lawyers who can, who can guide you. You can also go back to your law school. You know uh, They can assist you with finding mentors, with uh, finding people who graduated from your school, from your alma mater, who can sit with you and do informational interviews with you or at least uh, fill you in on what, it, what their day is like.
2: What is something that a new lawyer can do to have an immediate positive impact on their
3: career? The number- one thing that I think new new lawyers have to master right away, coming out of law school or even before, is presenting a professional image and polishing that professional image. And so many different things go into this. You know, for example, confidence, showing ability, uh, being approachable, simply having a smile on your face and having a great handshake, a firm handshake, a steady gaze. You know, uh, being mature obviously goes into it, being courteous and polite. And of course, uh, going back to the work ethic, being diligent and being timely. So the sooner that you develop a professional image and everything that goes with it from your demeanor to your dress to your written materials, the better off you will be in in practice.
2: Let's talk concretely about getting and keeping a job because it's on Mm -hmm. everyone's mind. How can a new lawyer be successful at networking to try
3: to get that job? Sure. Uh, one thing about networking, and that's uh, many people have misconceptions, and I think this is the number one piece of advice on networking that I can give. Many people have misconceptions about what it means. You know, we tend to think of it as um, sitting around at the cocktail party awkwardly talking to people about the weather with a glass of wine in our hands, and that's not what networking is. To me, I define networking as establishing and building and then cultivating long-lasting professional relationships. And so, once again, Look beyond what you might perceive in terms of networking opportunities. Um, Everything from continuing legal education opportunities to even sending along a quick email to someone, uh, to another legal professional with an article that you read that you think that person may be interested in, um, or speaking yourself at a conference to other lawyers or law students. You know, great idea. And going back to your law school and uh, asking if you can speak to students about starting out once you do start out in your own career path. So, all of those can uh, present valuable networking opportunities. once you've found the opportunity to to network, first and foremost, do it. And the more uh, you, you will, the more you affirmatively take the time to network and engage in these opportunities, the more comfortable that you're going to be doing it. So that's important. Um, I also think that you, you know, it, it's a two-way street and you have to hold up your end of the bargain. You can't expect that you're going to get opportunities from networking and not give something back. When you have a conversation with someone, you know, make sure that you remember something about that person. Write it down on the business, on the back of their business card, um, something interesting so that the next time you speak with them or email them or send them a note thanking them for, for talking with you, you can put in a little personal touch that will allow you to cultivate that relationship. Um, Also, you know, it's important that you keep people involved and uh, informed in your own career path. And I think some uh, younger associates or or new lawyers coming out might miss this opportunity. So, uh, simply uh, sending an email saying, you know, I've written an article about such and such and it's been published here or I've got a new blog that speaks on intellectual property matters, which is what I'm interested in doing. Those kinds of things can make people feel more connected to you and more involved which obviously helps with the networking aspect.
2: And and what resources are available to a, a new lawyer for finding a first job?
3: There are plenty. And, you know, again, I would go back to the law schools, uh, to your law school, and ask them for career services help, first and foremost. If your law school offers formal on-campus interviewing and you're still a student, obviously you would be missing out if you didn't at least uh, participate in it and see if you uh, have a chance of, of landing a job that way. Uh, there are online and print resources. You know, you obviously everyone knows about the job ad websites like lawcrossing.com and Martindale-Hubble and Monster and Hot Jobs. But besides that, you've got um, other... Um, state organizations and local bar associations, trade publications, specialty bars, uh, your law schools, again, job boards or references to job openings uh, that are online uh, to help you. So definitely don't stop just with the traditional job websites. Look beyond that and look at Various organizations and trade associations and see if they uh, have something that you haven't yet seen posted. Uh, also, of course, most people, I would say, uh, and I don't actually have statistics. But most people get their job through informal job finding and networking, you know, starting with your law school, starting with your professors, starting with any supervisors or others who have overseen your work in the past, Um, attorneys who are familiar with you or your work, and even people in your community or in your professional network. These are all resources and sources to consider um, when you're applying for jobs.
2: So once you've gotten that first interview, how (laughs) should you prepare for it?
3: Absolutely. Number one. Um, come prepared and do your research on the firm beforehand. In fact, check with the employer ahead of time about who at the firm you're going to be meeting with and do some research on that person or those persons as well. You know, find out where they went to law school or what types of cases they handle so that you can bring that up in conversation. It shows interest. It shows that you've come prepared. It shows that you've done your research. Check with the employer about the environment that you're going to be meeting in. You know, first of all, are you going to an office? Are you going to go go to the firm itself? Are you having lunch at a restaurant or are you meeting on campus at your law school? Uh, it all matters in terms of how you prepare, in terms of what, um, how much com- uh, comfort and familiarity you'll have with that environment. Obviously, be punctual. Uh, always err on the side of being conservative and formal when it comes to your dress and your demeanor. And no matter how relaxed you get and how friendly the employer may be, the potential employer may be, make sure you stay professional and courteous and as conservative as you can. Um When you're at the interview, I think that the number one piece of advice is to show enthusiasm and energy about the potential employer. You know, prepare some pointed questions. Go beyond the uh, usual ones that everyone asks, like, what's work-life balance like at your firm, (laughs) you know? (laughs) Think about specific questions when you've uh, looked at the firm's brochure about maybe a particular case that they're famous for that uh, that was just handed down. You know, sign up for things like Google Alerts about the firm's so, that you can instantly be uh, receiving updates and news before you even go for the interview, it will make you look much more prepared and much more informed. And then, one last piece of advice for the interview um, I call uh, these little elevator speeches uh, career sound bites. And I think that it's essential that you have your career sound bites ready to use on the day of the interview. So, for example, one question that you will undoubtedly get is, why should we hire you over other candidates? You know, you don't want to take 20 seconds or 30 seconds hemming and hawing about the answer before you even get a word out. It doesn't, make, it doesn't look professional to do that. So rather than that, be prepared with your answers. You know, what differentiates you from other candidates? Those kinds of things. You know, what made you choose the law? Those kinds of things get asked all the time. So expect those questions and be prepared to answer them well.
2: Which practice areas are experiencing growth at this time?
3: You know, I looked at the uh, Bureau of Labor Statistics website, and... From 2008 to 2018, they're projecting a 13% overall growth for attorney positions, which is which is fairly good news. It's in line with every other profession out there. Um, it, some of the uh, practice areas that they pinpointed that are experiencing growth were bankruptcy and health law and healthcare law, intellectual property, environmental law. From some other sources, I've also seen um, some indication that smaller firms might be experiencing some growth as corporate clients and uh, general. Council working for those corporate clients consider alternative um, arrangements and consider taking their work essentially um, out of the larger firm. So there's some indication of that happening as well.
2: Well, we need to take a short break when we return more with Professor Ursel of Fury Perry.
0: Want to stay in touch with the Legal Talk Network and get our shows automatically? RSS provides home delivery. You don't have to remember where to click. The good stuff comes right to you, automatically and free. Just go to LegalTalkNetwork.com and hit the RSS button at the top of the page. It says, Our Podcast Feeds. Now you'll be all set. If you like listening to New Solo, you might also like The Unbillable Hour on LegalTalkNetwork.com.
2: Welcome back to New Solo on the Legal Talk Network. Today, we're joined by attorney Ursula Fury-Perry, professor from Massachusetts School of Law. Welcome back. Uh, what skills are employers looking for, and how does a new lawyer acquire those skills?
3: Sure, I think that... Um First things first, I think employers are increasingly looking for their new lawyers to sort of hit the ground running. And so, again, to the extent that you can develop some practical skills or at least understand how the practice of law works and the business of law works, uh, you're going to be in a lot better position coming into the firm. I also think that employers are looking for great organizational skills. And sometimes young lawyers don't realize how important organizational skills really are. You've got a lot of projects, a lot of topics coming at you. Um, and it may be tempting to think that it's you know, best to tackle everything all at once, kind of like what you did with your law school classes, I bet, in some weeks anyways. And rather than that, you've got to be able to start developing clear and detailed plans of action, whether it's through a to-do list or your Microsoft Outlook program. Whatever works for you best, it's essential that you develop those organizational skills. When it comes to your computer, your filing system, your office space, And, of course, your billing and your timesheets, very, very important. Uh, Also, I think employers are absolutely looking for people who have great time management skills um, and are able to use their time wisely and compartmentalize all of the tasks that they're assigned. You know, it's important that you set realistic expectations and understand how long a particular task or project should take you, and then you're sticking to the time frame allotted by your supervising partner, for example. um make sure that you're able to get rid of major distractions and you're blocking out times that where you can focus uh, fully on the things that need your full attention you know also i think it becomes a skill um to use your support system and your support staff wisely to use technology to your advantage and to be able to delegate tasks. Um, these are all things that you have to develop sometimes completely on the fly as you get into the office that you may not be, in, uh, it may not be familiar with when you're walking in the door. Of course, Professional skills such as communication skills, whether it's oral or written communication skills, um, interactions with clients, with partners, with superiors, with your colleagues. These are all skills that you have to hone on the job.
2: How can a new lawyer market themselves over the Internet in a professional manner?
3: Yeah, you know, there's some great ways to use the Internet to your advantage, uh, but there are a lot of things to be cautious about as well. A couple of examples that I've seen be successful are in blogging about specific topics dealing with the law that interest you. You know, so for example, you're interested in intellectual property law and you've got a blog that uh, talks about a copyright issue that came up in the courts. A great way to get your name out there, to get your writing uh, samples out there. You know, also, you know, anything that will get your name out there in a positive light, talking about a presentation that you gave or volunteer work that you did or as a student, if you started a student organization that you created for your law school, those kinds of things can be really helpful in getting your name out there online uh, and projecting a professional image. Some things to stay away from. Anything that may paint you as untrustworthy or unethical or unprofessional to the firm, whether it's gossiping about someone online that may uh, make it seem like you can't be confidential and keep secrets about the firm either. Uh, things like, you know, Wanting, another, wanting a job at another part of the country, posting about that. Uh, your firm, your potential employer will not want to hire you if they think that they're gonna, that you're going to be leaving them just to go to another part of the country fairly soon. So be very careful with what you post and use it to your advantage.
2: After you obtain that first uh, position, mm-hmm. uh, your first year on the job, it's, it's certainly going to bring a, a steep learning curve, but sure. it's also going to bring some valuable learning opportunities. Sure. Are there some event uh, essential, and I'm going to use the word benchmarks or things that you believe that every new lawyer should accomplish by the end of of his or first his or her first year on the job?
3: Absolutely. I think first of all, you have to understand. Uh, the business of your law firm by the the first year of the job. For example, you have to have a good handle on how the firm operates and what the hierarchies are that are in place and what your partners and supervising attorneys want from you And also, what services and niches your firm offers and what the firm's mission is. And this is important not only in terms of professional development and obviously just doing your job simply, but it's also important in terms of business development and building your book of business and being out there to market the name of the firm as well. Uh, You also should, by the, the end of the first year, understand what some of the attorney's greatest accomplishments are that you work with and what differentiates your firm from others in other words you've got to know not only your firm but also how your firm fits into the legal landscape you know who are your clients what do the clients seek from you and your firm typically? You know, what departments are there in your firm and uh, how, do, how do your clients also operate generally? So, for example, if you're representing corporate law departments, you've got to understand their structure and you've got to be um, able to, you know, simply break down who, the who's who, if you will, of your own clients and make sure that uh, that you're you're familiar with them. Also, I think it's essential by the end of the first year that you understand um, how best uh, to uh, sort of best practices for billing. I think that's very important that employers are absolutely looking for that in terms of benchmarks. I think it's important that you are able to manage your time wisely and that you're turning in assignments on time by the end of the first year. And I think it's also important that at the end of the first year, you uh, take stock and what you've accomplished and figure out what types of assignments you should be getting or would like to be getting, if you, if you will, uh, that perhaps you're not getting. And then also figure out a way to sort of pitch those assignments to your supervising partners. You know, lawyers seldom turn away people who are you know willing to do to take on more essentially and do more work. But you've got to be able to pitch those assignments, not only in terms of what of how how they will help your career, but also in how they will help the firm. So again, it goes back to understanding the firm's business and understanding how you can better your own employer by the end of the first, first year on the job.
2: What are some common mistakes that a first-year associate makes?
3: I think um, one of them is just doing the job. And not showing enough opportunity, or not showing enough enthusiasm, rather, and drive uh, to take on other opportunities that may present themselves at the firm. Also, another big one is not understanding that the practice of law is a business, and you sort of, it goes back to just doing your job, I suppose, sort of just plugging away at assignments Never really looking at the big picture of where your assignment, whether it's that memorandum or just some work um, that you're doing in discovery, how that all fits in with the business of the firm and with a particular case itself or a file itself. So, the number one thing I would say is follow up. Make sure that you know how you've contributed. Make sure that you understand um, what more perhaps you could have done and also request evaluations, and perform self-evaluations frequently.
2: What can a new lawyer do to make uh, himself or herself invaluable to a firm?
3: Absolutely. I think there are several things here. Ways to show your abilities, again, offering to take on additional projects, um, showing an eagerness to learn and energy and enthusiasm. Um, This may sound elementary, but simply working hard, you know, If you're not pulling your weight and you're not working diligently, that will really irritate senior lawyers, and that was probably the number one piece of advice that I received when I interview people for my books. So absolutely work hard, be diligent. Uh, Be timely, understand how your work and your role fit into the firm's mission, support the team efforts as well. You also, I think, have to to be flexible. You know, uh, you're bound to encounter... Uh, a lot of internal processes in the first year and then ways of doing things, so to speak, that are unfamiliar to you. And, you know, you've got to understand organizational structure and organizational environments, and understand um, sort of what, what you uh, have to go through and resist that urge to tell your employer about how things were done in your past or how things should be done at the firm. And you've got to have, find a way of doing all that so that uh, you're, you're communicating it effectively and at the same time doing your job. Uh, Simple as as this, treating everyone at the firm with respect, I think, is one of those things that will make the employer want to to keep you, so interacting with everyone from supervisors to peers to opposing counsel to clients professionally and courteously and really properly, and then uh, making the firm your main focus, uh, honing your marketable skills, essentially, developing your book of business, managing your time well. Asking for feedback and taking constructive criticism as well. Uh, I think these are all essential things that will make them want to keep you.
2: Well, that about does it for this edition of New Solo. Remember, you can find all of our shows at LegalTalkNetwork.com. You can also subscribe to this program through iTunes. A very special thanks to my guest, Professor Ursula Fury Perry from the Massachusetts School of Law. Um, Thank you for joining me today. Professor, if uh, someone wants to find more information on today's topic, how can they reach you?
3: Thank you. Me, you can reach me at Ursula, that's URSULA, at mslaw.edu.
2: And of course, you can contact me directly at Kyle at LegalTalkNetwork.com. We're out of time. I'd like to thank our sponsor, LexisNexis. You can find more information about LexisNexis at lexusnexus.com. Join us next time for another episode of New Solo here on the Legal Talk Network. Have a great day, everyone. Thank you.
0: Hope you'll listen to next month's edition with attorney Kyle Gelcher right here on the Legal Talk Network. And a reminder to check out Firm Manager at myfirmmanager.com forward slash LTN. It's a business solution for lawyers created by lawyers from LexisNexis. Yeah.